how well do we interact with things that are different from us? I think Joe embodies an answer to this question that gets fleshed out a bit today in our podcast. Hope you enjoy. Joe and his work, Vigor Auto Detailing, can be followed and liked on the Facebook and Instagram at Vigor Auto Detailing. Hope you check it out. Hope you give him a like and maybe someday even engage his services, which I think would be super cool. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Really appreciate your time, attention, and hope you enjoy. I'm with Joe. Joe Wetzel. Hey, man. Hey. Thanks for coming all the way out here yeah no problem you drove no a problem. freaking hour yeah um <laughs> so it was a little bit less than an hour just because of um certain things i was doing to make it <laughs> less Speed than an hour, hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah 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 well thanks for coming out man what do you do in a in an hour long or ish long car ride like what's your um, it usually depends like if i have a good cigar then i'll probably smoke on that or if I want to pack a pipe, I'll do that. Or um, a podcast. Nice. Yeah, it's usually podcast time. What's what's your go-to podcast, man? Um, recently, it's been a couple of detailing podcasts. The Rag Company, they have a podcast that they do. And um, let's see what else. There's uh, Doctrine and Devotion. I listen to them a lot. Um, self wire that's another one I listen to a lot. Um, so I'm not, uh, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts just because of time. <laughs> yeah. So, but when I do get to listen to a podcast, I try to very be very specific about what I listen to. So, I don't like to waste time too much. <laughs> that's right, Dude, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. uh, so tell me a little bit about you. Let's do it through the lens of like. What are all the things you're interested in? Oh, man. Yeah, all just the, like... All the things. <laughs> just name a bunch of them. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm really into music a lot. I love music. Um, anything from classical to metal to dubstep to... I mean, you name it, except for country. I really, I, <laughs> so I can't feel the country. I, yeah, I can't do country. Uh, just the twang, I can't do it. Uh, Johnny Cash is about as close to country yep. as I get. Dude, so. that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was one, uh, I can't even remember his name. I listened to another country album once. That's mm -hmm. the end of that story. Hmm. Okay, okay. <laughs> Johnny Cash and one other country guy, but that was yeah. it. Yeah, 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 I can't. I can't do it, you know. Um, but yeah, so music. Um, I'm into coffee. Uh, huge coffee snob, um, which my wife makes fun of me because I married a woman who does not like coffee. Ooh, yeah. So that has been interesting. Um, when we first started dating, I went to her house and she had a Keurig sitting on her countertop, and I was just like, "Heresy! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what is this, and why do you have it?" <laughs> I was like, "Okay, we're gonna fix this." So you're married to a barista, so you'll never have to do <laughs> this again. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she bought it for her mom because her mom, you know, when she come over, she'll drink coffee, but just she won't. Yeah, yeah. Have so. you ever drank out of it? I want to say yes, at least once. Because <laughs> I think when we were dating, I came over one time, and she had bought some Starbucks K-Cups, and she wanted to make me a cup of coffee. So, 
you know, you're dating and you know. <laughs> so I did it. I did it. I drank, drank the coffee. <laughs> Sucked it up in order to move mm-hmm. forward in the relationship. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. All right, music, coffee. Yeah. Um cars. Um I'm I I'm a detailer, so I uh work on cars, do that a lot. Um it's a lot of fun. Um I enjoy it. It's it's like almost calming, like therapeutic. Mm. Cause you get to see like where it was and then where it ends within, you know, four to five hours yeah. of working on it. And it's just, it's kind of like those zit videos, you know, like <laughs> I do know. We're, yeah. We're like, you <laughs> know, you're just them. like, Oh man, it's like so satisfying. <laughs> I think you're the first person who I ever saw on social media who was like, Oh, Someone else is into those. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm weird with someone else. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's that's the thing. Like, because, I mean, yeah, everybody likes music, but, like, are, are people, like, specific about their music? Or do they just like it just because they like it? You know? Um, or, like, their coffee. Like, does you know do you like gas station coffee or do you can you not stand it like you know so it's it's like very specific things you know yeah Yeah. so like um around me there is zero coffee shops that like like not to like bash anybody but like sorry zero coffee shops around you or just Mm -hmm. none that are that none like. none that are third wave coffee shops. Okay, gotcha. So like there's Flatlands out in Bowling Green, you know, you got uh Rust Belt in Toledo. Yeah. Uh yeah, those are all like an hour away from me. Oh, you know, but I mean, we got the like local coffee shops and stuff like that, but they're just not third wave, you know. They just don't do the niche the sort of things that I like to do, yeah. you know. So So what is your morning coffee routine? Oh gosh. Um so it depends on what I'm feeling. Um, either a Chemex or a Kalita Wave or um, I have an AeroPress or um, pour over a V60. I have that. So it just depends on what I'm feeling for that day. Yeah, what's a Chemex? So a Chemex is um, – there's a guy that um, – I can't remember what year he came out with it. It was way before I was born. But um, it's basically like – it looks like an hourglass with an opening at the top. And it's glass, and um, you put a filter in the top of it, and then you put your coffee in it, and then you put your water filters through it, and so it comes to the bottom, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you want to know what a Chemex is, just go to Google, Chemex, C-H-E-M-E-X. Yeah, I think about how to spell that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, yeah. so you're super into coffee, mm-hmm. cars, music. Any other big interests? Um, I used to be into Flowrider a lot. Flowrider. Flo- yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I worked at Kalahari for a long time. Yes. It was, I feel like everybody and their brother has worked at Kalahari at some point in time. Um, well, especially out that way. Probably. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But yeah, they have a indoor surf machine. So I was into that for a long time and competed and oh, went really? to competitions. And yeah, Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So to this day, I love so doing So flow rider, not as in the musician. No, no. <laughs> I just made the connection. I was like, why do you say flow? Yeah. No, the flow okay. rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So competed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Man. Um, 
I placed a couple of times when I was doing it, um, but haven't done anything recently. But I just still like to do it for fun, you know, pastime. Yeah. And if I have a day where I can go, I'll just go and ride for a day. That's cool. Yeah. Man. And mm-hmm. then where where are you from? Where would you grow up? Okay. So I I was adopted. Um, my biological mother gave me up um, when I was born, basically. So the family that I have now, they are my adopted family. Um, and the funny thing is um, they're all white. So I, I, people like to say, like, I grew up with a bunch of hillbillies. <laughs> so it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So mm-hmm. adopted. Yeah. Man, there's a lot of questions in that right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's That's the thing. Like, I, where I was placed in life really... Um, it really just put a lot of things on me, I guess you could say at a young age to have to handle, to have to deal with. And it's given me a really good perspective on perspective on life now, especially with like, you know, all the race issues and political issues and everything that's been going on in our society today. Like, because I was put in a white home and a dominantly white community, it, really helped me out with a lot of things and yeah yeah wow so what what would you say the perspective you said you have a an interesting perspective on life now yeah yeah can you articulate some of that that you found helpful yeah so um i guess we could put it with uh the racial the political climate that we have right now it's going on um you have people who are really pro-Trump. You have people who are really anti-Trump. I I tend to fall in the middle of things just because, like, Ooh. I'll have conversations <laughs> with my dad. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> no one likes you, Joe. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Dude, yeah, oh, my um, gosh. So, yeah, like, I'll have conversations with my dad, and my dad will, you know, he's conservative, Christian, evangelical, that sort of thing. I mean, obviously he doesn't have a racist bone in his body, obviously, <laughs> to adopt two black boys. But, um, but I mean, like, just some of the ways that he thinks is that conservative American typical way. But me being a black man in a white world, I think very differently than that because of my experiences, you know. So it's like... You know, if, if someone comes up to me and says, you know, something like, like, if white privilege, like, that doesn't exist. And I'm like, yeah, it does, and here's why. <laughs> but let me yeah. put it into a way that you may understand a little bit better because then, you know, there's, like, people are become super defensive, and they're like, oh, I'm not privileged, and right. oh, I, I work for everything that I have. And I'm like, wait, hold on. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> like, let me explain to you a little bit better. Right. So, and it, and it helps me because, like, I mean, my family is white. So, growing up with them, you know, I, I can have a soft spot for people who, you know, may not understand where I'm coming from or, you know, other, you know, POC people of color, where they're coming from. So. Man, that's amazing. Yeah. Dude. Okay, so that's that's super interesting. Um, I might have more questions on that later if you're open okay. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm an open book. <laughs> nice. Uh, any other big interests? Or yeah, it was kind of where'd you grow up? That was that was kind of the environment you were in, um, and you still live out that way. 
No, actually, um, I live in Clyde now. Okay. So, yeah, my family, they live in Milan. I, I live in Clyde now, so we're like 45 minutes away from each other. Gotcha. Like, nice. Yeah. And then you, I think I saw you guys have like a kid. Yeah. How old? She's four months oh, old Oh, man. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Sleeping through the night yet or no? Yeah, she actually is. Dang, yeah. She started doing guys. it uh, a month ago. Sort of nice. sleeping through the night, which I have to give credit to my wife. Oh, for sure. <laughs> she's like been on it with this routine with her, so she knows what comes every single night. So, yeah. Oh, good for you guys. Yeah. Four months old. Mm-hmm. Dang. So, yeah, you guys are in child. like that whole shift. Whole shift. Mm-hmm. Nutty. Yeah. Yeah. It's been hard. It's been crazy. It's been fun. It's been mm-hmm. all, all the emotions. It's just been the. Best dance we've ever done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that is so cool. Yeah. Um, so out of those interests that you named, like, what's the thing that you, you would call your, your main interest or the main thing that you're working on right now? Main thing I'm working on right now is detailing. Okay. Yeah. Dive in. So unpack that for me. What do you mean okay. by detailing? What are you doing? How did it start? Okay. How'd you figure out? It actually the... started with my child. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So like I wanted to clean out our cars to get ready for, you know, going to the hospital and, yeah. you know, so we didn't have to deal with all that kind of stuff and have a clean car for the baby into. And, um, funny thing, actually, my, uh, my wife's Jeep, <laughs> she has a pit bull and her pit bull before our baby was her baby. Uh-huh. So she took him everywhere. So she never cleaned out her Jeep after that. So <laughs> I was like, okay, let me try to clean this out. And at that point in time, I'd never detailed, professionally detailed a car before. So, so this is I, like four months, five months ago, six yeah, months? Yeah. Okay, like cool. I'd, I'd never professionally detailed a car before. So um, I went out and I asked my in-laws, I was like, hey, can I borrow your shop vac? We didn't have one. So just borrowed that and <laughs> i got some 409 yeah it's <laughs> some 409 and i went and started cleaning away and got it looking pretty okay and i was like you know i could do this for a living like i like cleaning and i like you know cars and, and vehicles and things so i was like hmm i wonder but i was like there's gotta be a better way of doing this like 409 cannot be my answer to, to how to every do this. issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I asked a buddy of mine, I was like, hey, man, like, what do you use and how do you do it? And so he gave me uh, a company uh, that he was using. And then uh, from there, I just started YouTubing things. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, YouTube University. So. Oh, nice. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just started looking up videos and I was hooked. And then come to find out there's like this whole like subculture. There is. Of detailing. I've accidentally stumbled into it just like down one of those YouTube <clears throat> rabbit holes where it's like before and after stuff. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh, that car is so dirty. Oh, oh, this. Yeah, this hits something good in me watching them clean this car. It's so funny. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of found that community. Yeah. yeah so I found that whole and, and it goes back to, again, this whole niche thing that you know just certain people are into but the funny thing is i found out that like where we're at in ohio like so many people are just like stuck back in the 80s like a lot of guys like my dad's age or like uh, my older brother's age like like detailing back then is so different from detailing now 
with uh, advancements in technology and just so many things that have changed since back then. And it's like, and it's all on YouTube for free. Yeah, yeah, that's the crazy thing. Like, <laughs> right. it's like just go look some stuff up and figure this out, you know. And so you were, I want you were cleaning the car, the Jeep mm-hmm. for the first time, and in the middle of that moment, you thought I should do this. Yeah, yeah. Was, just this light bulb went off, and because I mean, like I've always been so specific about things in my life. And, like, even as a kid, like, I couldn't keep my room clean. Like, I was very organized. And I just have this, like, systematic approach to, like, thinking about things. And so from there, I'll just, like, this makes why sense. not? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, because, I mean, that's a need. Like, not everybody knows how to professionally detail their car. So, you know, and plus there's not many high-end detailing around where I live. I mean, there's, you know, your dealerships and things like that, but there's nobody, like, no one's bringing a Bugatti. I'm care to, for your car yeah. and really mm-hmm. go the distance with it. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you clean the Jeep. Yeah. Jeep's all clean. Your wife is like, what the heck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she's even the one that was like, you probably should do this. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And kind of that immediate confirmation. Right, right. You can make this Jeep look good. Mm-hmm. Man. Okay. And so then what happened next? So I you looked researched, up research. No, yeah, 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 yeah. cool. So research, got a whole bunch of stuff, found a company. Um, it was actually kind of funny. The company that I found, the owner of it is actually a Christian. So that kind of like resonated with me because I'm a Christian as well. And gave you guys a connection. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a great thing. Great connection we had. And so I was like, okay. And plus on top of that, all of his products are eco-friendly. So like, I don't have to worry about putting my daughter in the car after I'm done cleaning it. And uh, so like, that's a huge plus to it. But yeah, so I got this and then, um, I uh, offered people, I was like, hey, $50, and I'll detail the whole entire interior of your car, which, I mean, I'm not making any money right, at right. this point at like, all. I'm, uh, what are you doing right after this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get a car. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I ought to, you know, 50 bucks, I'll do it, and just to try to show people, hey, I can what do I can this. Do. Yeah, so I started doing that. And then from that point, I was like, okay, I can't do $50 details no anymore. Way. Yeah. Because I'm spending <laughs> okay, <good>. four hours <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> and I'm buying hundreds of dollars worth of products yeah. and I'm only making 50 bucks. <laughs> so good. Just, so you've already upped your price. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah, good, yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this was months ago. And um, I don't know, like for me to be able to learn how to do something a couple of times and I'm good, you know, because it's just very like, systematic like i said before you know like just the way my brain works like do this step this step this step this step and just go through all the steps you know and that's the benefit of system is then you can improve upon that incrementally or drastically if you ever need to dude that's so cool so when how many cars did you do before you decided to up your price um probably about Probably about my sixth or seventh car that I did. I just sat down and just did the math. And I'm like, okay, this is what it's costing me to just get my products. And then this is where I need to make an hour to be able to, you know, be profitable in this. Um, And then I just put it all together and, you know, per car, how much it was going to be. And this is my price, you know. And 
So, yeah, because, like, all of my products and materials and things that I'm buying, they're all the best of the best. You know, you can't really, like, if you go to the professional detailing world, this is the stuff that they're using. So, and that's what I want to do. Like, I don't want to, you know, like, I don't want to use the same stuff you can go buy at Walmart or Advanced Auto or wherever, you know. So, not get the best, mm -hmm, dude, and just let it become a, um, sorry. I think our next people are here a bit early, which is fine. They can come in and hang out and they'll be, they'll be okay. (laughs) Um, but, uh, so $50, you jumped the price, uh, and you did that. You thought about your price systematically, right? You're going like time, effort, knowledge, uh, what I need. Um, was there any other part of that? Like what was the... Was the question in your head, am I valuable enough to... Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. How'd you navigate that beyond so, the systematic piece? So I I really don't like charging people for things. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I'm there, man. Like, I, I want to be able to do stuff free for people all the time. Like, that's just how I am. It's how I was raised. You know, like, my dad, you ask anybody, he'll give the shirt off his back to anybody, help anybody. And so, like that's what I want to do. But reality is I can't. Right, right, right. And I have to make so much money and I have to be uh, profitable and I have to be able to take care of my family. So I'm just like, okay, here's what I can, here's the lowest that I can go that I can do for like, say like my parents, you know, like if my dad wanted his van detailed or his truck or whatever, here's the lowest that I could go where I'm not like losing, but I'm not gaining anything either. You know, so, or if I step up for like friends, like, okay, here's like the lowest I can go, but I can also make a little bit of money too. And then there's, you know, complete strangers where it's full price and like, okay, here's my price, you know? So I have those three categories. Yeah. So, so figuring that out. Mm -hmm. Love it. So then when would you say you made the price jump? Um, actually that was just recently. That's probably about, um, a month ago that I did that. Um, and cause I, I mean, I, I want to be able to leave the job where I'm at now. Yeah. I have a full-time career right now and I want to leave that and I want to get into detailing full time. And I eventually want to get into detailing boats and RVs, mm-hmm. campers, you know, I want to be able to do all that too. Your full-time work, what does that look like right now? Okay, so I work at a soybean elevator in Bellevue, Ohio, which you might have seen on the news recently that it caught on fire. Oh, no. I <laughs> yeah. did not see that. Yeah, yeah. I should so, watch the news, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um, our elevator caught on fire. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, pretty crazy. Um, I'm, I was actually not at work when okay. it happened. So uh, anybody get hurt or no, no okay, one got cool. hurt. Um, the only person that did get hurt wasn't even relevant to the fire. It was like in another building somewhere else. So it just wasn't, wasn't relevant, but yeah, my mom had called me that morning and she's like, what are you doing and where are you at? <laughs> and I'm like, um, I'm at home I haven't changing my this daughter's call diaper. Since it like, was 3 a.m. when I was in high school and <laughs> right. you discovered I'm out of the room. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so she's like freaking out. And she's like, uh, where you work at is on fire right now. And I'm like, what? She's like, because my brother-in-law, he's on the fire department. So he called my parents and was like, hey, where's Joey? What's going on? And so then they called me and I was like, oh, okay. So I turned on the TV and 
there's my place of employment. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I hope they don't shut this place down. Like, <laughs> right, right. My detailing hasn't taken off yet. <laughs> Does the grain elevator slow down in the winter, anyways? Or no, no, okay. no. It's twenty four seven, three sixty five. So you guys are still working around. there, and mm-hmm. okay, that's yeah. cool. So it didn't like burn down to the point where you all are out of work, right? Yeah, okay. no, no, that's cool. Yeah. So they're fixing everything, and we should be up running soon. Nice. Mm-hmm. So then now you have this goal or dream, like you want to switch to full time detailing. Man, okay, I'm excited to to get into that a little more. What what has it been like from a was there any fear for you upping your price? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Completely. What were those fears? So like, there's really no other. I think there's one more um, high end detailer where like in our area where we live at. So everybody else that I'm competing with is half the price of what I charge. So. <laughs> so like when people come to me and I'll give them an estimate on their vehicle and they're like, Oh, well this person will do it for half the price. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well if we're comparing apples to apples, I'll charge what they charge. But if we're comparing apples and oranges, here's the difference. Here's why I'm charging when I charge. Here's what they're going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's the products that I use. Here's the products that they use. And I mean, like my uh, microfiber towels that I use, they're <laughs> South Korean made. They're like softer than any blanket you've ever felt. Like, <laughs> just like nestle amazing. your face in them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're just the most the best towels you can buy. You know, one of them costs $15. Yeah, so just like you factor in all those things and – you know, here's my price. And so that was my biggest fear because, you know, like I said, it's such a niche thing that not many people are going to want to do it. But if they do it, then they find out like, oh, my gosh, this was so worth it. That's amazing. Who was your first person besides your wife to actually go like, yeah, I'll pay you 50 bucks? Um, You don't have to name them if that's not helpful. I'm just curious about that person. Actually, um. I did one free one at first. So I did my wife's and then her brother, I did his because he had never cleaned his car. <laughs> <laughs> that whole family. Yeah. Just yeah. a bunch of dirty people living in their cars and never cleaning them. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I did her brother's because uh, he didn't never clean his. And, and everyone's like, yeah, if you want a test car, go clean That's his. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did his. And then uh, I think... I think it was my friend Jody. I'm pretty sure she was next. I did her van, her Honda Odyssey van. Um, oh, man, should have called me. <laughs> it's like a 2000. Which, that's even a funny thing, too. Um, side note, uh, my dad actually took his van to somebody else. And I came over to visit. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got my van clean and everything. And I was like. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to start something here. Man, that's a, okay, cool. And then what were your fears as your price was raising? Uh, yeah, because, like, everybody else, like, you know, there's all these other people who have the price and, you know, comparing apples to oranges, that sort of thing. And, yeah. Um, just really convincing people that it's worth it. And I'm not trying to scam you. Like, Can I convince them? That mm-hmm. was a fear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Did you convince anyone? Yeah, I've actually convinced quite a bit of people. Um, I'm very active on social media, trying to do videoing and pictures before and afters, showing people that, hey, this is what I can do. This is, you know, like 
bring me your worst basically you know like and i'll take care of it let me let me get after it yeah it has been fun i've noticed myself even when i'm on instagram like i wind up clicking on your profile just for those before and after pictures there's something about that like bloom, bloom, dirt super dirty super clean that's amazing okay uh any other fears in the price range just mostly um no just really convincing people really that it's worth it you know and and why and you know and you're gonna come to me for a reason and if you go to somebody else either it's gonna you know hit or miss you know so because of that branding like you really want to be the high end like the most and so you're worth it and just really trying to own that in your intention and product that's that's really cool. It's super brave of you to double double price, right? Like that's amazing. But it's inter- I wish Tim could have been here tonight because he, I feel like, just loves conversation about pricing <laughs> on anything. And um, one of the things he told me recently, so like him and his wife, their photography business, they just went to the price I think six months ago or something like that that they've always wanted to be at. Um, and he said immediate, like it became obvious real quick. Like they should have done that forever ago. Like that was a business decision that needed to be made in the first six months to a year, not wait for so long to, you know, am I, you know, dancing around that? Am I worth it? Am I providing the value? And one of the things he said that I found interesting was that, folks would, um, you know, when he was doing weddings, photos at a lower price, you know, that person would refer them, Hey, you should have Tim and Kylie do your wedding. They only charged us 500 bucks. Oh, cool. But then by the time that they would come, you know, it would be, uh, no, actually our price is a thousand now. And those people would be like, eh, that's okay. I'll go find a $500 person. And so just getting quicker to the the price you wanted to actually charge people has now allowed them to actually book more people because their referrals now reflect the pricing. Right. And so they're, it's just really interesting how that, Mm. how that works that once you're, (laughs) get the cat, cat cat one paw. (laughs) Hello. Should I get my attention? (laughs) Would you pet me? Okay. (laughs) Um, Let's take a break real quick and we'll be right back. Okay, right. everybody, no, we're back. This is podcasting. We're back from the <laughs> back from the break. Uh, we uh, we have two guest hosts who have joined us. If you guys actually could both talk really quick, check right, once hey. again. Yeah, what up? Okay, cool. Hey, so yeah, this is Noah. You've heard from Noah before. What up? What up? What up? He, believe it or not, I thought you were our longest recorded episode, but you were still short by fifteen minutes. Who was uh, longer than me? Micah Tours. I still want to get you two in a room. <laughs> yes, and I'm scared of that. Battle it out. It'd be amazing. <laughs> Micah, uh, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Isaiah. Yeah. I hey. No. First time caller. First time you. listener. <laughs> yeah. uh, You've been sitting on that for at least a half hour. <laughs> I was like, what am I gonna say? Yeah. Good to be here. You've got to have an intro. We we should have really written in a script to sort of explain why we're here suddenly mm, but mm, you know yeah that yes. works too well i'm hoping it'll turn into like we got another recording after joe's finished up here interview him mm-hmm. 
And then if we are all still awake enough, I'd love to interview you. Mm, sure. Um, yeah. And then uh, and discover more. And you, I'm pointing to Isaiah. Uh, we've <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my hands. We need my like cameras. We need to be able to do <laughs> yes, <it>. YouTube. <laughs> That's right. You know. Oh man. Uh, so we're back from break. I can't quite remember where we were at. Um, it was we were talking about pricing, the idea of value, and how you determine your own value, yeah. which it sounds like you've arrived to a pretty cool place. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind on in podcast land telling people like what what does a car detailing cost is there a range yeah so my prices are anywhere from 100 to 300 dollars just based on the what the car needs yeah so like if you come to me and you say hey you know my car is not that bad well, I'm going to look at it first because mm. I've actually shot myself in the foot a couple of times on that where someone comes to me and they're like, oh, yeah, it's not that bad. And then I go and the next five hours I'm spending on the car. <laughs> yeah. So I've learned the hard way of going and saying, I okay, I will it. come to you. And I do that for free. Like, I'll go to anybody, go to the house, wherever they're at, and give an estimate on the car mm. so they know what they're getting into. And, and even if, like, say, like, you have a car that you're trying to sell or something like that, and you don't want to make it look like a showroom car, you can just go, you know, say, like, next step down or something like that. I actually had a buddy who um, was selling his car, and he's like, I don't want it to be, you know, showroom level. I just want to make it look like I didn't live in it for the whole, you know, six <laughs> yeah. years or whatever. Sure. However long he get had the, the car. Get the hammock out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I charged him accordingly, and it wasn't that much. And really, he didn't actually pay for it because he sold the car and made money back on it. So it really was, you know, win-win for both of us. So, but yeah, pricing is just anywhere it's from 100 to $300 and because I mean, I have to start somewhere, and so you my, have like a hundred dollar basic cleaning. Yeah, yeah, that's for like say because like my car right now, it's not trashed by any means, but it could use a little you know pick me up. So I would charge something like a hundred dollars for that, but my minimum is fifty dollars. So like like you come to me and say like, hey, I have a spot or whatever that I want cleaned or something, fifty dollars across the board. Because I mean, I have to be profitable at some point. You know, and at some point, if I charge less than that, then I'm losing money because you know, I have to think of, you know, my products, my time, um, insurance, shop costs, things like that that I want to go to the future with. And if I don't charge accordingly, then, you know, I'm never going to get there. Yeah. So. And then the other thing you said uh, during the break was that you've done this without any, your, your hope is like no debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I have not taken a loan out. Everything has been out-of-pocket expenses. Um, I did two purchases on a credit card, but that was it. Yeah. So everything else has just been, as I'm working at my other business, putting money towards this and starting this because I don't want to put my family in debt. You know, I've had, yeah, yeah. I've had friends who've started businesses and they're, you know, insanely in debt, and I don't want to do that. So everything's out-of-pocket right now. So. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Where, where would you? How are you feeling about the wherever the line is on profitability versus how much you've expended so far? <laughs> and you're six months in, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm about six months in. Um, I don't know if I want to answer that. That's, <laughs> no, no, that's fine. So it's well, like, well, just to give you an idea, um, I have not made a single penny of profit yet. Yep. So um, my costs have been tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. 
They've so as been a lot because um, so there's two company lines that I go through. One's called Shine Supply, and the other one is called Gion. Shine, uh, Shine Supply is out of California, and then Gion is out of South Korea. Um, South Korean company that's come to the states and they're worldwide. They're a professional high-end detailing company. Um, uh, well, they're not detailing company, but they're a product company. Um, and so they have different tiers of products that you can buy. They have like an enthusiast level, they have a professional level, and then they have a certified detailer level at the same time. And their certified detailer level, you have to be certified by Gion in order to get their products. So I have to go to their school and get trained by them in order to be able to Man. Um, use their stuff. And, and you found these people just through the YouTube yeah. tunnel? Yep, through yep, the- YouTube University. Found them through that and um, <laughs> the other. And uh, SEMA is a big help, too. SEMA is, like, the world's biggest car show. Um, it's actually, I think, the second largest gathering of people in, I think, America. Right. Yeah, Wait, I'm pretty sure. a car show? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. They, it's huge. It is huge. Um, SEMA, SEMA. Is like, like the biggest thing. Um, they just had it a couple weeks ago, um, 2018 SEMA, which I hope to go to someday, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so learning through that. And then um, there's other, like, it's really weird. Like, there's actually like celebrities in the detailing community. Like, because of like YouTube culture? YouTube culture. Um, and then plus like events. Um, there's, uh, uh, Larry Casella of Ammo NYC. There's Matt Mormon of Obsessed Garage. There's, uh, Pam, the organizer. He's from Canada. Um, those are the three biggest on YouTube right now. Celebrity detailers. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. That's so like, like, they sign autographs. Like, it's wow. really like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you just it's, get it's your car detailed thing. and on the dashboard in black permanent <laughs> markers. Like, I clean this car. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you have any of them? No. 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 Definitely you're, not. You're doing your thing. No. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I try not to fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's cool. Yeah. What yeah. uh there's a when it comes to sorry, my brain's in like four different directions right now. Nah, it's cool, man. Give me one sec to capture my thoughts, unless one of you guys yeah. want to pipe in. I'll jump in. The one to three hundred sort of range. How did mm-hmm. you how did you arrive at that number? Is that like for the hours you work? Kind yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, just to kind of backtrack, we did talk about this a little bit, but oh, might no, no, you're cool, okay. you're cool. Just oh. jump it in, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, so the way that it works is that like, um, cost of my products versus the hours that I spend on a car. So like, say like, um, say like I spend an hour on your car. Um, usually a detail, usually it's at least a minimum of an hour that you have to spend on a car. Like, an hour is like. Someone brings your car, it's like super clean on the inside. It just needs to be touched up a little bit. Yeah. So because of the process that you have to go through and things like that. And sure. um, so, yeah, that costs your products, your time, you know, plus, you know, you have all these other expenses that you have to pay for, too. So at some point, like, say, like, someone brings you a vehicle that's trashed and you spend um, eight to ten hours on this vehicle. If you're only charging them $100, you're yeah, losing you're a lot of money. Sure. Because your time, that's the biggest thing. Um, I can't remember what financial advisor 
rich person said it, but like if your time is valuable and that's how rich people think versus uh, poor people think like poor people think that, Oh, I'm doing this. So this is, you know, how much it's going to give me versus rich people think that this my time like if i'm with you a minute this is how much a minute is worth yeah that sounds like you some know. rich dad poor dad stuff exactly right? yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so that that's where i got that from you know right on uh because so like my time i feel like my time is worth this much an hour this much an hour and it's not just saying oh i want to be you know a cheapskate down the road and you're like okay i'm worth a hundred dollars but really i'm really only worth five you know so you have to factor in like okay what are you really worth and i i think that that is based off of what other people are doing versus what you're doing um so like uh, here's a good example i went to another detailer uh that's probably about half an hour from me and i saw all the products that they're using i saw all the tools that they're using and I'm pretty sure that one of their towels was a Kalahari towel. Just throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. So everything that they were using was like like bottom of the barrel junk that they were using on these vehicles. But the problem is, is that people aren't knowledgeable enough to be able to know what is the difference between someone who's using crap versus someone who's using something that's good quality stuff. So... Um, I was I looked at what this guy was using and stuff and I'm like, okay, I'm using things that cost three times as much as what you're using. So this is where my price range needs to be. And plus it's it all depends on like who do you want to attract? Like I wanna attract the person with a three million dollar car. Like I wanna be the shop that if someone comes in from out of state or something that has say like a Bugatti, they can come to me and they're going to be reassured that they can have their car properly taken care of with the proper steps. I love that you're aiming for the top. That's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there, like I said, there's really, I think there's only one other dude in my area that does what I'm doing. So. Well, and one of the things you named earlier that I think is interesting in line with that is like, he's at double whatever that guy's price is. So he's automatically kind of going like, no, I'm setting myself apart right from the get go. Like I have mm-hmm. to charge you. I'm charging yeah. what I'm worth. And yeah. And that's the other thing too. Cause like, I don't want to charge because of the brand. Cause I, my brand is new on the scene, you know, like the difference between them, like Android and Apple, you know, that sort of whole thing. Like, I don't want people to think that. I want people to understand that, hey, here's what I'm charging you, but here's why I'm charging you this. You know, like um, the one company, Gian, that I go through, um, a bottle of their leather cleaner is 20 bucks, you know, just for the bottle of it, you know, like, so, but I'm using, you know, that on your car, so I have to start there, and that's one product versus the whole array of products that I have to use. You know, so man, that's cool. Is there a so going back to the idea that, um, you know, you haven't hit like the black as far as profits go, mm-hmm. right? Um, and because you kind of have this like systems thinking, is there a point in time where you go, like, if I how long, how long can you do that? 
Um, so the way that I'm doing is it, there a failure point that you feel like exists? I, it's it's hard to answer because like the way that I'm doing it is if this does not go anywhere, then I still at least have the stuff that I can take care of my vehicles, <coughs> my family's vehicles, friends, yeah. that sort of thing. So, and because I'm doing everything out of pocket, if it doesn't go anywhere, then I really haven't lost anything. So I can use, because I I like it that much. You know, it's like, you know, someone who's a musician, you know, like, even if you don't play a gig in your life, you're still playing music at home because you love doing it. Yeah. You know, Um, so that's where I'm at with detailing. Like, I love doing it. I love the fact that I can not have to go to a car wash you know i don't have to go to somebody else to be able to take care of my car and have to worry about oh man are they gonna do it the right way are they gonna mess it up like i don't have to worry about that and you know there's my family and there's my friends you know so cool way to give to them Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah and that's the other thing too you know like um i'm able to give like someone who doesn't never have their vehicle detailed that's a good present i think yeah you know how have you and your wife figured out? So, like, you have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. You have a four-month-old baby. Mm-hmm. How much time can you give in a week to car detailing? Um, actually, that's something I haven't sat down and figured out yet. Um, just the way I've been doing it right now is um, I, my, I work a 12-hour swing shift at my normal job. So I have days off during the week, and I have days off on the weekends. So every other weekend I have off. Um, my wife, she works day shift as well, but she works Monday through Friday and weekends off. Um, so usually any free time that I have, that's when I'm working on the business. So if my wife comes home from work, you know, we'll hang out for a bit, sit down, chat, whatever. Um, but then towards the end of the night, if she goes to bed or whatever, then I'll start working on the business. Um, my daughter, she takes naps. So I'm usually working on the business. So that's usually with the way my life's going right now. Any free time that I have working on the business. Cool. So your daughter goes down for a nap. You don't have a car, let's say, that needs detailed right mm-hmm. then. What does work on the business mean in that moment? Yeah, that is going through paperwork, setting up different uh, packages for people, going through social media, learning, um, because there's there's so much to learn. Like, you'll never really be done learning because there's just so much. And then um, since I'm so new to this whole world, like there's all this catching up to do too. So like the history of detailing, you know, like, <laughs> going from, like getting real nerd. Cause yeah. you love to dive all the way in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like if I do something, it's a hundred percent. Like I don't half ass anything. <laughs> the like, history just, of car detailing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, no, that's I super can't. admirable, though, because it's like, it, it, I think this is true in almost every walk, no matter what you're trying or what you love. It's like, you can't, if you really love it, you want to know what's been done. You want to mm-hmm. know how you can make your mark. You want to know what's going to be different about the way you do things. And, mm-hmm. it, and even just the respect of knowing like, all right, people have been doing this. I should probably right. have right. that understanding. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally dig it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, plus there's like the whole, uh learning companies learning products like learning their whole history like who are they why should i use this over this or you know just all that research you have to do and marketing too is another thing like yeah. learning the area that i'm at and 
are in the people. And that's another thing too, which uh, me being into coffee actually helped me in being in this, which is really like, it's, <laughs> it blows my mind because I went from starting at Starbucks, working there for a while, finding out that I don't like Starbucks coffee, <laughs> getting into third wave coffee, and then getting into high end detailing. Like, there's just like this been this like, it's a bizarre like and i don't know i mean it's i don't know what to think of it or what to call it but it just seemed like it's everything's just been planned out for me to just go this mm, way interesting you know yeah when so to me like at this point it sounds like you've you're really trying to create almost two things or you're creating two things one is you're creating another job for yourself mm-hmm. and then what are and you might have mentioned a few of them a second ago, but what are you doing to try and transition that just job into an actual business? Like what is, what is the, I mean, you've mentioned like you want to be doing super, super high end cars. Mm -hmm. Um, But what is like the, you know, you're laying in bed at night, like, you know, it would be awesome. What else would be Mm -hmm. awesome? What is, what does that long-term dream look like? And what are you doing now to? Um, Right now it is to, get my own shop um that's one thing i don't have right now um because I'm, I'm a mobile detailer right now so i can go to people's houses or their jobs or where they're at i can go to them and do it um but yeah to get my be able to have my own shop to also have pop-up locations so um get connected with like uh, um, a storage unit company or uh, another garage or things like that where i can have pop-up locations so in like summer i can go up to like port clinton or you know go out to cleveland or go wherever and you know hey for this week i'll be here you know that sort of thing um yeah yeah and then eventually being the boats and rvs and campers and and then i told my wife i was like i could do helicopters (laughs) (laughs) i mean like that's a thing like there's a company yeah uh, company they actually worked on air air force one yeah, like that's that's another thing too. Is like, or you think like and, planes and yeah, yeah geez, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like, really, I mean, there's really no limit to where this could end up and where I could be at. You know, yeah. as long as I work at it, you know, and be diligent. Heck yeah. So what uh what is your because social media is always a thing. So mm-hmm. like, what is the strategy there? What have you right now? I'm, um, Facebook and Instagram. It's been my two go-to things. Um, it's been really interesting because, like, um, where I live at, uh, Facebook is, like, the number one social media thing for everybody. Um, especially, you know, I'm not going to be marketing to, you know, teens. So I'll be marketing to, you know, adults and older adults and established adults. And, you know, they're all on Facebook, the Facebook <laughs> the Facebook. That's the Facebook. right. The YouTube. So, Your demographic is on the Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, not too many are on Instagram, you know, but but Instagram's the big thing for professional high end detailing. Like there's more people on Instagram and using that than there are on Facebook. So I have to learn like, okay, if I'm gonna post something to Facebook, I need to post it at eight in the morning or six in the morning. Uh, cause six in the morning mm. is when people are getting up to go to work. Yep. 
Um, <laughs> Rolling boys. over in the first part of their morning routine. Exactly. I don't really want to be in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want my yeah. car to look nice. <laughs> 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 Maybe that will make me feel fulfilled. <laughs> what? Yes, yeah. yes, it will. <laughs> exactly. What would exactly. assuage this existential angst? <laughs> it's so car. ridiculous, but I'm sure the majority of us in this room have tended to do that. Yeah. I mean, you think yeah. about it, like when you wake up in the morning, what do you do? You check your phone. Oh, yeah. You know, like anybody that has a phone, that is what you do, you know. So why not take advantage of that? I mean, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's very real. You know, no, the timing's very important. Uh, it, just even from my walk of life, every time I've been told, it's like, all right, if you want anything to do with music to go well, you need to do 10 p.m midnight you know so it's interesting mm-hmm. to hear the other side of that is like yeah but if you're trying to get people <laughs> yeah. to get their cars clean you better be up and early making mm-hmm. your making your rounds right <laughs> yeah right exactly and then was there a difference on instagram for you um not really instagram i usually just do it any time of the day um i don't know if it's just how the algorithms work or whatever right but right yeah, I usually just post whenever I, f- I get something going on. Or, nice. Are you doing um, promotions yet or just, just the, the, I've the boosted posts? A, I've okay. boosted a few things. Um, on Facebook? I, on Facebook, okay. yeah. Um, I did one on Instagram, um, but Facebook seems to be the best way to do it. Um, I had a Jeep that I did. I don't know if you saw it or not. It had mm. the red accents on it. It was probably oh, the worst have. vehicle that I've ever done. And yeah, yeah. It, it got a lot of interactions on it. Um, I think I was up to like 8,000 interactions wow. on it nice. from what I've seen so far. And I mean, that's within me starting this thing in like two months, you know, 8,000 interactions already. Seriously. That's, and that's just me like trying to get other people to look at it, mm-hmm. you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Which, that I mean, the flip side to that is it's not really. People are finding out about me, but no one's really coming to me yet. So mm. that's the that's the hard part is, is waiting for people to come, yeah. like to see the work pay off, and you know, you know, putting your nose to the grindstone, and you know, trying to get people to come to you, and right. you know, like take the chance, like it's worth it, you know, right? That sort of thing. That's amazing. And then you just ordered a bunch some video equipment. Yeah. So is that going to be just support to Facebook, Instagram, or are you going to try to break into YouTube and do like yeah, vloggy-ish? I'm going to be trying to do a YouTube channel. Nice. Yeah. Um, I got my phone. <laughs> That's right. So Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Uh, uh, what is his name? Marcus, I think. Um, starts with the M. I'm pretty sure. But anyways, he's really big YouTuber and like um the thing he said was, you know, best thing you got is in your pocket, you know, your your phone. So I bought a few things to go with that. I bought a mic and a stand and an Osmo and yeah. so gonna try to do some video work and um I mean it's just me by myself, so right. trying to do what so I there's can. that whole marketing, how do people find out about you and then mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. So you're I'm assuming your best performing like content is like before and after. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are so fun to yeah. look at. Yeah, they're it's pretty satisfying to be able to see it. Like yeah. even myself, I'm just like, man, that's awesome. Yep. You know? Yeah. Like uh and I've had a lot of other people say that like that's what gets them, you know, like just seeing the before and the afters and they, they can't believe it. Like that can actually be done. Yeah. You know? Dude. 
No, because I mean, people take their cars to the dealership and they come back and they're like, "Oh, you missed this," or "Yeah, yeah there's yeah. this," or you know that sort of thing. But when they bring it to me, it's like there's you, know, you can't. You say did anything. it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know? right. that's yeah. awesome. And that's what I want. Like I want to be able to say, "Okay, I've looked this vehicle over like every single square inch of this vehicle." You know, um, and the one thing that I do is uh, racing stripes. So it kind of like shows that like I've looked at even every single like what do you mean carpet fiber. Um, so racing stripes are where you have your carpeting. You have one line going one way and another line. Oh going geez, the way. man! So it's going staggered like that, <laughs> but they're, they're very satisfying to look at because it's like wow, that's, <laughs> that's where it's like yeah. feeling when you look at a golf fairway. And it's it, like exactly. mode the different when you just mm-hmm. crisp. Makes nice. me yeah. not want to get exactly. in my car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't scuff the carp. Don't do it. <laughs> well, now that car is useless to me. Yeah. And I'll be <laughs> on my bicycle. Burn it. Yeah. You to ride it once. Yeah. One way. At this point, it's honestly just got me curious to see what sort of like battle of wits would shape up between you and my car. Because that thing is just... <laughs> oh. She's whining. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, she's a feisty, scary. feisty old girl. Yeah. Man. What do you got? Uh, it's a Buick, I want to say 99 uh, Park Avenue. Mm, you know what I'm saying? That's a good year. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. It, it deserved a grandfather to drive it, but instead it's me. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's got some It's got some crazy stains in there. I would, okay. I would yeah. It sounds okay. like you and I might have had, a, had this yeah. date with each other from the beginning. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, so June is six months out from now. Um, where do you hope things are at? Uh, exteriors. Um, I've invested all of our money so far into interiors. Okay. Um, because I when, when I was starting this, I was looking at the market. I'm like, okay, people can go through a car wash. They can. I mean, it's not going. I need to get closer to this thing. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Um, it's not going to be the best. There's a pillow there if you want it. I got to have mine behind the back. Otherwise, um, it's not going to be the best job, but they can go through a car wash. Not a lot of people can clean their interiors properly. So I started on interiors, invested in that. Um, I, I'm pretty much done with buying all the equipment that I need for interiors. So this winter is going to be all focused on buying everything that I need for exteriors. Dude. Yeah. Which the power washer that I want to get is $1,600. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I have to convince my wife to that's let right. me do. <laughs> or or detail. Yeah, but it's one of those cars. things where, like, you buy it, and then you don't have to buy another one again. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. Like, And you can use equipment. it for all sorts of different things. Exactly. Oh, exactly. man, power washing. Mm-hmm. It's the best feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so your dad has you doing it for a living. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, go out and do the deck again, son. But no. It, it gives me the same feeling we talked about you earlier of watching zip-popping videos. Yes. Power washing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Nope. So good. <laughs> Disgusting. We can't do it. We should, no, we man. Combine uh, those ideas. <laughs> zip-popping, power pop, washing. Yeah. That would Jeez. be a heck of a YouTube. Channel. Oh man! <laughs> I want royalties for the idea. I was the idea guy. Ten percent. I, I, I didn't come up with anything. I'll, I'll pay your royalties to not have it. Not do happen. it. Yes. Oh Sorry, I know what's put on your news feed now. Yeah. Oh, please. Yeah. By all means. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, sir. Like, uh, I just think it's funny too, though, that like. The, the asking for a power washer and like having to like convene with your wife about that. I still just sit there and think I'm like, but that's such a, like an investment. It's not like mm-hmm. a, can I go out and get like a four wheeler or can I get something like a, yeah. something interesting? That's just for the heck of it. It's like right. that. 
I don't know. That that's a pretty cool place to just sit in of like now what I want to do is just betterment and mm-hmm. and then I'm waiting to get better. I'm waiting to right. grow rather than just like I'm going to get Red Dead Redemption and you know like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to get a video game, I'm going to get something. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just a, that, that's a great spot. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. So exteriors, uh do you have like um how many cars are you hoping to do on a weekly basis? I mean, ultimately you said your goal is to do it full time. Mm-hmm. What yeah. would that even mean like numbers wise? Um Right now, for me to be able to do it full time, I would have to be at least bringing home eighty thousand a year. Yeah, because uh, for my wife to be able to be a stay at home mom, mm-hmm. that's our what's one of our big yep. goals. Um, to also have our debt paid off and to pay off our house and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's really like the big goals is you know have her stay at home mom or even have her be my secretary, you know, so right. she can come to work with me and, you know, we don't have to worry about childcare for our daughter or things like that, you know, yeah. so this could be like a fully sustainable thing for our family. So, Dang. but I mean, that's all long term, and um, we'll see how it goes. But as far as the next six months is definitely focused on exteriors and doing it right and getting everything that I need to be able to do it. So, because I mean, you have either your touchless car washes, which you come out and there's still oh know, my gosh. things on it and useless. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But then you have the it's the biggest right. sham. Exactly, Good smelling dirty car. Like, <laughs> and then you have your other car washes that actually touch your vehicle, but then they scratch scratch the crap. Oh yeah, it. yeah. And it's it's a nightmare. My nephew actually took his brand new truck through one of them. Ooh. And it come out, and it was scrap. Oh, my gosh. It looks so bad. Yeah, there's enough dirt it's, particles that get caught uh, in the things, and then just yeah. rip it up. Well, I'm yeah. sure they're cleaning those brushes all the time. All the right? time. <laughs> right. Once yeah, a every year. Day, every day. And once yeah. a year, that exactly. whether it needs it or not. It's like the ketchup in, the in like, the old bar. You're like, this. This, this has been here a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got those two things. And so the, media, the middle is me, you know, so... You come to me, and I'm able to thoroughly wash your car and also touch it, but not put scratches into it because of the products and materials and things that I'm using. Um, it's just the whole process behind doing it correctly and doing it right. And and then you talk about, you know, we talked about, like, um, a lot of guys are stuck back in the 80s with detailing and stuff, and they haven't really advanced with technology and things like that. Like, the old buffers that you used to see, like, get you know, these big old honking things on cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're just using these things, and they're just putting scratches in it and just <laughs> tearing it up. And I've heard so many stories about people taking it in, and they're like, oh, they scratched my car up and all these things. Well, if they were to using the proper techniques, proper methods, things like that. And that also goes to, you know, if I'm not detailing, I'm learning how to do these things correctly. You know, so you come to me, and, you know, you're not going to have to worry about all the things that you used to have to worry about before. So, mm-hmm. when you do it like an exterior job, would that, I mean, is that just cleaning or is that also kind of waxing? Also, kind of, mm-hmm. would you do any soft maintenance on the car? Yeah. So, there's different levels of things you can do. You can uh, do like a basic wash, you can do a wash and a wax, you can do a wash and a clay bar, you can do a one-step polish you can do a full two-step correction there's just it depends on what you want to do with your vehicle and how far you want to go with it so like say like you just want to come and you just want your car washed 
cool. We can do that. Um, say if you want to do a full two-step correction, that's going to be something that's going to be in the future for me because I don't have to have a shop in order to do that. Because um, if you try to do it outside, you have so many different variables from wind and dust and pollen and all these different things that you have to deal with versus putting it in a garage and be able to control your environment that you're in. So um, if you want to do like corrections and things like that, shop is the place to do it. And that's something that I'll be focused on long-term goals to get into. Yeah. But as far as, you know, watching and be able to uh, put, which that's the thing too, that um, something as advanced in technology is um, uh, coatings, paint sealants, waxes. There's all different stuff that's happening now in the whole detail world community. That's not just a wax anymore, which um, waxes only last so long too. And um, the thing has been that some quote unquote detailers can make it look like they did a correction on your car, but they didn't, they just put a wax on it because the waxes are just like, you know, makeup. They just fill in things, you know? So um, you could put a wax on a car and make it look like it's smooth as glass, but in, you know, a week or three weeks or so, it's going to come off and then you're going to see all the scratches again, you know? So it's understanding what your car needs, how to do it properly and going from there. Man. So just ton of ways to grow for you Mm -hmm. and things to learn and oh yeah Yeah, it's a lot so beyond you and your wife do you see do you see eventually a team of people have you even started have you Um, started thinking about that thought about that yet um because i gotta find someone who's as passionate as i am yeah that's the hard thing dude um to find someone who's willing to learn and understand and and because i mean you just don't want people that's just like oh i want a job yeah i mean you want them to be like nerdy about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if I could find someone who's, you know, that way about it with me, yeah, I would totally work with them. Man, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, do you mind if we switch gears to just some do other it. questions? Do it. Um, are there, so earlier you had mentioned, so black guy growing up, all white mm-hmm. community, you find yourself in the middle politically. So everybody just like, we don't mm-hmm. like you. <laughs> 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 I think I said that, but. Uh, <laughs> I like you too. <laughs> oh, <thanks. laughs> um, and you had mentioned like the, the conversation around white privilege going like for the people that you are around, they're like, that's not a thing. Um, and yet you have this unique experience of being this black guy in the midst of all white. Like, so what, what do you see that privilege being, or what has your experience been in that? Yeah. So that, that's actually a huge question. Oh, I'm sure. I don't know what I'm asking. years <laughs> of things. Um, but I can actually just give you like recent things. Um, so I moved to a community that like, if I see another black person walking down the street, I'm just like, who are you? <laughs> I'm trying to convince these white people. Like, <laughs> you know, like, so not many. It's your brother. <laughs> okay. Okay. We got to go on this rabbit trail. So funny thing, this guy that my wife works with at Whirlpool, um, we wanted to go, they wanted to go to the dog park one day because both have pit bulls. And so they wanted the dogs to play together and whatnot. So we go, black dude come to find out i'm related to him 
what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. that's so bizarre. Yeah, yeah. by blood because I'm adopted, so I don't know much of my biological yeah. family. I only know, you know, Whoa. I met my biological mom. I met my sister. You literally but... did the thing where you know, that you're just assuming I know him because yeah. I'm black. <laughs> Not all black <laughs> people know each other. It's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. cousins. <laughs> right. That's exactly. amazing. Exactly. Yeah. So. That's that's where I live, you know. Yeah. So, um, but uh, recently, I, uh, I just kind of just like threw my hands up in the air. I just said I don't care anymore, like because I've always dealt with you know people like the side glare or stepping off to the side when they walk past me, or you know just so many different random things that I've always had to deal with my entire life. Which a lot of people will be like, "Oh, that's not true. That's not true." Blah blah blah. Uh, but yeah, it is true. Or they um, could downplay and say maybe those things did happen. Right. But eventually it gives you a message about yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like, so I walked through like a local grocery store and like where I work at, I always wear a bandana. So I'm walking into a grocery store and I look rugged and I got a bandana on and people are like, what? What? And like literally, this one lady pulled her daughter off to the side, away from me, when I was walking down the aisle. And I'm like, if you only knew me, like you, like you, would, it wouldn't even matter. I you will know? detail the shit out of your car. <laughs> <laughs> Come exactly. <here>. Get back <laughs> here right now. Yeah. How dirty is your car? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we do a baseline dude. fifty. Do- like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll Man. buff right out. Okay. We'll do that gratis. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. And so yeah. So in mm. that sense, like I've I've never experienced that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And the and the interesting thing is, is my wife hasn't either. Mm. So I'm the first black guy that my wife has ever had a relationship with. Yeah. Um. And do you mean so, like romantic or both. friendship? Friendship and romantic. Okay. Acquaintance, yeah. just the first guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So she's never experienced these things before. And when we first started dating, the two questions I asked her was, how is your family going to feel about this? And are you ready for all the things you have to deal with with dating a black guy? Um, she had to learn a lot. There's a lot of things that she had to deal with. Um, she's lost, quote, friends. Um, she's had to deal with a lot of nasty conversations from people. Um, when, uh, she was pregnant with her daughter, she went to Domino's for her cravings, uh, went there and she was in line waiting and this lady comes in and they start chit-chatting, you know, try a conversation, whatever. Uh, and this lady is like, oh, hey, I just got this new car. And my wife's like, oh yeah, I used to have that too before my Jeep and, they're just talking back and forth, and all of a sudden, this lady's like, "Yeah, I had my grandson put a Confederate flag on it, so those people know where I stand." And my wife's like, "Uh, what?" She's like, "Yeah, my granddaughter, she's dating one of those niggers." Yeah. My wife's like this close to punching her in the face. <laughs> pregnant <laughs> lady, pregnant woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and she's like, the, this lady's like, yeah, we're gonna have one of those zebra fa- babies in the family now. Man, and man, my wife, this lady was in it. danger. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. seriously. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. My wife lost it. She's like, you need to shut your effing mouth right now, wow. or I'm gonna do it for you. Yeah, yeah. Got her pizza and left. <laughs> wow. Like she was livid. What type of person is ready to say that to? someone they don't know anyway like that's such a level mm. of horror like yeah mm. 
and that that's just Unreal. where we live like where we live is so blind i would say to so many things mm-hmm. and it's like i throughout my lifetime i've learned i'm sorry it's, different... it's quiet you were saying like that area is kind of like rural-ish yeah, yeah it's very okay. rural um very rural area um you got like Clyde, you've got Fremont, there's Bellevue. Um, you go up north, there's like Sandusky. Okay, okay. Over. So there's that, this whole area, it's it's very um, conservative in a lot of ways. Um, but ultimately, it's blind to a lot of different racial tensions that mm. they just don't deal with. Because um, in some ways, they haven't had to in right, a really exactly, long time. Exactly. Yeah, because like I, I've told my story to a few people um, in the hometown that I grew up in, and their first response is, oh, I didn't know it was that bad in that town. I'm like, yeah, because you've never had anybody who's not white there. And so it's like, Mm -hmm. if you don't have those people there, then you don't have to deal with it. Right. You know, those people, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I'm those people. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Which is what, I mean, in some ways gives you a pretty unique voice is because that's, Mm -hmm. you've been in that space for so long. Like that's just where you grew up and what was normal. Mm Mm-hmm. You right. love the. There's a bunch of those people that you love. Yeah, yeah. You grew and that's up with. A, that's another thing too, because like with the, like I said before, this whole like um, political climate that we live in right now, where there's all these like huge race tensions. Like th- my family, like I love them. I've grown up with them. They've given me things that I haven't been able to have before. You know, like um, you talk about privilege. Like I'm privileged in certain ways because I was taken out of certain environments that if I were to stay there, I could either be dead or in prison, you know? So I'm privileged in certain ways that I've, I've uh, been able to thrive and do things that, you know, other people and wouldn't be able to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just like, there's, there's different levels of racism that I've learned um, within people but then you also have implicit biases too that a lot of people are just so blind to but that you point them out and then it's just like oh okay like there's this uh youtube channel uh reckless tortuga i think it's called but they're like a college youtube channel and like the they have these videos called racism in america but they do like white on black black on black like latino on black like there's like just all these like different stereotypes that they like do in a very like comedic way um like there's this one where they open up and this black dude's staying in an elevator and this white lady comes in and she walks in and sees him and steps off to the side and clutches her purse and he's like hi every 45 seconds some dumb white lady enters an elevator clutches her purse for dear life <laughs> like, oh, it's just it's just so like in yeah, a comical yeah, yeah, way yeah, like totally just to point just out pushing these things. It. yep and, and it's so true though that's the thing but to get people to understand that hey this is true this yeah. is a real thing it it's very hard to do because they haven't had to see it they don't live it they don't understand it but my wife is like a very perfect example because she's had to step into this whole culture and this whole world to see things the way that I see them and have to deal with the things that I've dealt with. So like, she's like the prime candidate to talk to about. Interesting. Yeah. Cause like people at work, she'll share things with and they're like, no, that's not true. And she's like, 
I'm a white woman telling you this. Yes, it is true. Interesting. There's so there's that still that reaction of like, mm-hmm. nope. Yeah. No, that can't. That story. Yeah. Even though we can go in our town and point out six Confederate flags in different right. houses in our town that we live in. Yeah. And it's like, oh, but we're lying. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Man, that's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. What uh through that whole process, what have you become convinced of? Like that you know absolutely <sighs> for sure without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has implicit biases. Everybody. Um and I've also learned that even someone who is as genuine and pure and loving as my father can have, I wouldn't say racial biases, but I would say racial biases. Um, because I mean, you think, you think of like, um, okay. So there's a truck driver driver that I talk to all the time. She uh, comes in where I work at and she gets loaded. She has out. We had a conversation one time and she's like, yeah, I was, uh, um, in Cleveland Clinic or the hospital, I was you know taking my mom out and getting her something to eat. We headed out to the car. There was a black guy that came walking towards us, and I got really afraid. And so I grabbed my keys and I put it between my, between my fingers, and I was gonna punch him in the eyes if he came towards me. And I'm like, okay, hold up a minute, let's talk about this because like. The funny thing is that we, her and I have established a good enough relationship to where she feels comfortable that she can ask me these questions. And that's another thing, too. Like, um, I want to be able to build a relationship with people so that they can be like, hey, can I ask your opinion on something? Like, I'm not trying to be racist, but... Right. Yeah, <laughs> be that space to be that yeah. middle ground. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So, and I asked her, I said, well, if it was a white guy, would you have been the same way? And she's like, hmm no, not really. And I'm like, okay, then you have racial tendencies, you know? And that's, that's things that people have to wrestle with. Like if someone who is a person, or let's put it this way. Like, um, you have biker gangs, biker gangs wear bandanas all the time, but yet they can go in their local grocery stores and not have a problem. But a black dude comes in with a bandana and it's like, <sighs> put the camera on him, he going to rob the store, <laughs> you know? So it's just like, why? Like, why do you, why are you okay with certain things when you're not okay with other certain things? Um, or if you talk like hillbillies, hillbillies, they talk funny. Everybody knows what a hillbilly sounds like, you know? And that's slang. That's okay in their culture. But you get a black person who talks differently ghetto accent or bonnets or whatever you want to call it, that's not okay. Why? Why is one okay and why is one not okay? You know, like, there's just these things where it's like, we have standards for one thing, but we don't for others. Why? And these are the sort of questions that you have to wrestle with, you know, like, where I live and where I come from, you know, um, uh, especially with me being raised in a very white community, um, I have to be on all the time like i have to be at a certain level i have to be at a certain standard like even with my wife i told her i was like i can't walk out of the house and not be fully dressed 
and in the sense of like I can't walk out in like my pajama bottoms and a shirt and some you know slippers because it's not gonna be a good representation of you because you married a black man. Mm. So Just because that you because, idea of people waiting to exactly. Oh, yep. See. He's, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever we go out to restaurants, I always look my best, and it's not something that like. I do because it's like, oh, great, I'm a black man. I have to, I mean, I do it because, you know, you're supposed to whatever, you know. But the issue is is that if I, you know, if something is wrong, if something's off, or if I don't have a good demeanor when I'm speaking to people or things like that, like, they're always going to point out that black guy, you know, that black guy, you know, um, and it's it's been a lifelong thing, you know. Um, it's it's always been there, and it's not just for me. It's been there for any other black person who wants to live in a white community. Um, like I don't know if you ever seen um, uh, This Is Us, that oh, TV yeah, show. Yeah, that's yeah, out. Yeah. Love that. Show. So basically, that's the story of my life. Basically, wow. Like you watch that. That's oh, yeah, my life. He's adopted in that mm-hmm. space, and man, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Dude, thanks for sharing all that. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're convinced we all have implicit bias. That makes sense. Okay. Um, you guys have anything you want to... We're going to wind down here in a minute. No. I, I thanks, for, thanks for letting us hitch a ride. This Absolutely. has been awesome. Yeah. Thanks appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Uh, is there any question that you feel like you want to... If if anyone listens to this, <laughs> right, uh, just to the audience in general, something you would like to like either uh, kind of a question that you'd want to ask people, mm. whether it has to deal with car detailing or anything else that we've kind of covered, um, just something you'd be it research or be it like question of the day goofiness. Um, um well, we can do something serious and something goofy. Heck we can do yeah. That. yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, ser- on a serious level, um, I would ask people, you know, like, how do you think of things that are different from what you're used to? So, like, um, detailing, the level of detailing where I want to be at is very different from what people are used to. Um, even in coffee, like, third wave coffee is different. It's not Starbucks. It's better than Starbucks. So have you given it a chance? You know, have you tried it? Have you um, stepped outside of your bubble of what you're used to? Um, And, I mean, that even goes with um, the whole racial thing that we talked about, too. Because, I mean, like, have have you ever had a conversation with a person who is not the same race as you? That, that's a huge thing. Um... And there's actually people who haven't. Uh, there's another truck driver that I work with. He told me uh, a couple months ago, you're the first black person I've ever talked to. And we live in 2018. And that's still a thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've met a few people recently who that is there. Yeah. It's like a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Even well. Even just the not knowing of that is such a, like... It's one thing to be that person, right? And that's it, just to just to know that, uh, like, to, to never have spoken to somebody of another race. But I think that part of the privilege you're talking about is to like it, it, you aren't even privy to the fact that there are people 
that have never talked to a black person, have never talked to a you know, you know anyone uh, of, of of any demographic other than white. And it's like that's that's something that like I should be thinking about. Like, wow, may, are, am, am I aware of people? who have never spoken to a black person like is, is there there's a responsibility in here and in that mm. like what am i letting go as a result of this you know mm. it's just wild yeah so the the question being what do you how do you think about things or people who are different from your yeah. current norm mm-hmm. right right how do you step outside the box i love it mm-hmm. it's a great question and then do you have a goofy question you don't have to um <laughs> Honestly, you don't have to. What's your favorite color? Mm, uh, midnight burst blue. <laughs> midnight burst. Midnight blue. burst blue. It's my favorite color. Not mm-hmm. midnight blue. <laughs> no, 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 heretic. No, no. <laughs> midnight blue is some old bullshit. <laughs> midnight burst. That's blue. awesome. <laughs> you uh, speak that yeah. word in my house again. <laughs> so, where can people follow your work? Yeah, so it's Vigor V I G O U R V as in Victor Auto Detailing. Um, that's on Facebook and that's on Instagram. Uh, those are the only two social okay. media platforms I have right and now. And that's how people can work with you, follow mm-hmm. you. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Send me a message, ask me questions, um, meet with you, do whatever. Heck yeah. Your mm-hmm. Instagram is definitely fun to follow. I think that's the Thank third you. time I've mentioned it. <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Before and after. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. Um, dude, really appreciate you again driving an hour. Yeah, no problem. Well, two hours yeah. on your Drive way back up. home. That's right. <laughs> and uh, just really... Yeah. Every, everybody in the room just drove an hour. This is true. Except you. Oh, except hey. me. Wow. <laughs> Some host. It's all so love. Come to me, everyone. So we get checks, right? Yes. That's how yep. this works. Totally. Whatever <laughs> you guys can have whatever the ads on this uh this episode make. Just no so ads on this episode. We owe you money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We're in debt right now. <laughs> so yeah, uh Vigor Auto Detailing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. And then our co-host today what's up guys you're about to get interviewed here in a little bit uh we got noah noah where do people follow you noah martis music uh instagram or just noah martis on facebook that's awesome what about isaiah here i actually maintain and this is true i don't know how to say it without it sounding like a joke but it's It's true i have absolutely no online presence and i never planned to wow yeah i've scrubbed it what the heck? It's real, man. That's and, and his phone, his phone use is is sparse. Yeah, at you, best. you mentioned the people who roll over and check their phone. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to say anything because it sounds <laughs> pedantic, but True. I was like, I wake up and I throw my phone as hard as I can at another hard thing. So. <laughs> wow, cool, man, nice. That's awesome. Well, I don't millennial who doesn't have a phone. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, he's beyond millennial, aren't you? Yes, I have transcended. No. <laughs> yeah. It's really great seeing you. <laughs> Just go ahead. And go away. <laughs> uh, man, thanks again. Yeah, no Bigger problem. Bigger auto detailing. Yes, sir. Joe Wetzel. Mm-hmm. you the man. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Hello, my friends. Thank you once again for listening. That's Vigor Auto Detailing. Joe Wetzel on Instagram, Facebook. Check him out. Hopefully you get to, to see his work someday. Um, with that, couple more episodes coming at you shortly one of which is a man who went to butler school and is trying to figure out always how to do the next irresponsible but feasible thing another episode we got coming is a photographer friend of mine who is doing some cool stuff 
then I'm going to be coming on the podcast soon. Our good friend Scott Delaney is going to be interviewing me, and I cannot wait to share that with you. Other things, there's going to be, I don't know, how do you, if people are still listening, right? Like, how do you tell people about things, but not completely, like teasing, hinting? I don't know how to do that well. I've got a couple of things, ideas in my head that I think might turn into segments on the podcast. We'll see. So stuff that I'm really excited about, like really excited about. So uh, this isn't a plea to pay attention, but more so if you listen to this, I want to give you something to look forward to. So hope you all have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.